Jenny Wren Productions presents Bletchley Girls by Lou Beckett. But where should I go? Oh, who goes there? Oh, uh, Mavis. Uh, Mavis Lever. Where am I? You're in Bletchley Park, miss. You don't know what that is. The biggest lunatic asylum in Britain. Squaw, have you seen what they've written about me? Now listen to this. The sailor in room 53 has never, it's true, been to sea. But though not in a boat, he has served afloat in a bath at the Admiralty. Well, it's true. I think better in the bath. There's something about all this steam. What's that you say? Is that the extent of it? No, there's more to come. Not a poem, but listen to this. Here it is. What's the matter? asked Alice. I've lost my spectacles, cried the dodo angrily as he turned up the chairs and tables. Where are my spectacles? I expect they are in that, jerked the secretary, pointing to a tobacco pouch on the table. Alice could not help asking why he'd kept his glasses in a tobacco pouch. A little idea of mine, he smirked. Rather ingenious, don't you think? You see, by this means, when I find my spectacles, I remember my tobacco. <laughs> oh, you find it amusing, do you, Squawk? Well, I'm not sure I do. Remember your place, Squawk? Even stuffed parrots can step over the line. Blast! People are showing up for work already. Avert your eyes, Squawk. Naked man coming through. You understand you'll be breaking war codes? Uh, yes, but I keep saying I don't know about code breaking. We have very capable code breakers from Cambridge and Oxford here. They'll provide the leadership. You will assist. Uh, yes, of course. And you are studying German? Yes, but, well, romantic poetry, not... Uh, speak up. Not a lot of military words, sir, in romantic poetry. You won't be speaking to any German officers? Uh, no, sir. Of course not, sir. German romantic poetry. <laughs> Bit of a contradiction, don't you think? <laughs> sir? Bit suspicious. A German speaker keen to join the foreign office. People are put in internment camps for less. I want to help, sir. No German lover lurking in the undergrowth somewhere? Of course not, sir. Are you a German sympathiser? No, sir. I see you sponsored two so-called German refugees at your college. Not long after, they were arrested as spies. It's true, sir, but my crime was... Speak up! My crime was naivety, sir. Hmm. We recruit Britain's best and brightest. Do you think you'll fit in? Uh... uh you're, you're looking very pale. Uh, let me get you... Uh... No, sir. No, thank you. Um, I'll be fine. Just some water? No, no, thank you. I'm fine. This is high-pressure work. I wonder, is it too soon? Uh, I mean, your father and brother, so recent. I've come all this way. But perhaps... Yes, a, a few more weeks at home, I think. That might be best. Sprechen Sie Deutsch? 
Ich kann dies tun. Unterschätze mich nicht. Uh, oh, I see. Yes. Yes, quite right. Uh, no, no, I won't underestimate. Um, if you're sure... I'm sure. Uh, best get on with it, then. You are not allowed to speak to anyone about your work. Anyone. Yes. Yes. Not your girlfriends, your mother, your sweetheart, no one. Yes, sir. Traitors will be shot. Do you understand? Yes, sir. Sign here. General Vagon has called the Battle of France is over. The Battle of Britain is about to begin. Hitler knows that he will have to break us in this island or lose the war. Let us therefore brace ourselves to our duty. But if the British Empire lasts for a thousand years, men will still say, this was their finest hour. If we could fight the war with words, we'd win. And our little island is next. You said you had news? Intercepts, only fragments. But one from Hitler himself. Um, let's see, his exact words. I have decided to prepare, and if necessary, to invade England. Operation Sea Lion. He, he goes on to mention our hopeless military situations. <laughs> Any details? Uh, let's see, a hundred thousand infantry to land in East Anglia. What's he thinking? Taking on the strongest navy in the world? Well, think about it. He now has the French navy, and given Mussolini's rumblings, perhaps Italy's as well. They're counting on air power. What's the Luftwaffe saying? Confident buggers. Listen to this. Air superiority can be achieved in 14 to 28 days. That's sheer folly. If you defeat six countries in nine months, you believe you can do anything. Any dates mentioned? Mid-August. Six weeks? Bloody hell. Just to check progress. What's the news on our supply ships? Uh, 280 tons of food and supplies sunk in the last four months. I can hardly conceive of how much that is. Enough to feed every man, woman and child in Britain for weeks. No wonder the German captains call it Deglucklickerzeit. Happy times, my foot. What else have you got for us? That's it. I told you, we're feeding off scraps. We're losing this bloody war. Scraps are not enough. Then give me the tools so I can go and hunt properly. The Germans don't mean you to read their stuff, Dilly, and I doubt you ever will. Oh, that's a fine thing for the head of intelligence to be saying. Right. Then this is what we'll do. From here on in, I want you to concentrate solely on naval intelligence. You can't do that. It's all connected. Each one feeds the other. You've said you need the best tools for the job. You're the best tool I have. You're demoting me? Taking Air Force and Army away? If we don't break the U-boat ciphers, the game's up for all of us. So I do all the groundwork and Welshman gets all the glory. I might remind you, Dilly, we are on the same team. <sighs> I need to consider my position. Uh, before you march off, what did you think of those CVs I sent you? I don't want those male upstarts. They're just out to make a name for themselves. One chap most concerned about what his rank will be. Another angling to become a professor. In any event, men are needed elsewhere. There are some promising mathematicians in that lot. I keep asking for linguists, not mathematicians. 
How many people have you brought on in the last month? You need to move faster. I'm on a regular rotor of Oxbridge Colleges. Operation Sea Lion. I'd wager German cryptographers aren't begging for resources. Some of my golfing partners have daughters. I'm checking with them. I am not looking for girls in pearls. They're the right background. Trustworthy. What makes you think class predicts trustworthiness? You really need to move things up a notch, Denison. This old boy network of yours isn't giving us nearly enough people. Are women suitable for all the roles? Turing's bomb operators? Why ever not? For a start, only men do it. It's a beast of a machine, all that hot dripping oil. You need muscle, not to mention height. You have to be five foot eight or taller. Then find five foot eight girls, or have the shorter ones work the bottom half of the machines. You miss the point. To break these codes, we need hundreds more operators. Bring in the wrens. We've got 40 bomb machines on order. You're responsible for recruitment. Recruit! Ugh. I've got three vacancies for girls at the moment, and I need at least three additional ones. Steady on, oh boy. You know I'm supportive of bringing girls on. Actually, I've just sworn in a girl, and she speaks German. Fluently? She was at university, then volunteered. The personnel report simply said, <laughs> good German. Well, put her in with us. Margaret could use an assistant. Yes, I thought you'd want her on your team. They say you prefer girls because you don't like people challenging you. <laughs> don't be absurd. <sighs> and it's been noted they're all rather attractive. Oh, uh, uh. Uh, what's, the, what's the problem? Are you all right, old chap? I'm fine, of course. It's just a muscle spasm. Oh, excuse me. Ah, the new girl. What's your name again? I'm uh, Mavis. Mavis Lever. Ah, good timing. Uh, this is Margaret. Margaret Rock. Uh, Margaret's a statistician. Mavis is a trainee. Welcome. Delighted to have you here. Oh, hello, Margaret. Pleased to meet you. And, um, who is this handsome fellow? Ah, Mavis meets Squawk, our resident parrot. A bit on the quiet side, but, uh, makes a terrific confidant. Well, pleased to meet you, Squawk. Dilly tells me you broke off your studies. I don't know why they chose me. You speak German, that's a good start. Now, uh, Mavis, a, a question for you. Which way does a clock go round? A clock? Well, it goes... But no, you wouldn't... It depends. Yes. Well, clockwise, if you're human. But if you're the clock, looking out at the human, well, it'd be the reverse, wouldn't it? Ah, she spotted the trap. Well done, Mavis. Now, have you got a pencil? We're breaking machines. Here's your first assignment. Uh, yes. But what am I to do? It's just pages of random letters. It's all Greek to me. <laughs> I wish it were. Now, just have a go. I'll check where you get to tomorrow. Margaret will show you the ropes. I'm... Oh, for goodness sake! Oh, goodness me, oh dear. Have they moved this cupboard? 
you were distracted. Right, bye, girls. Is he always? On occasion. He wants this tomorrow. He'll see I know nothing. You know more than you think. Excuse me, uh, the laugh? Right. Uh, butterflies. Can I make you a cup of tea? Uh, no, no. No, thanks. You aren't the first to have nerves. It's just, I'm not one of those clever people. And I don't really fit. Mr. Dennison noticed it immediately. He mentioned all the Oxbridge types here. Here, give it a try. What do you notice about this page of text? I guess... It's terribly simplistic, but um, H appears quite a bit. Precisely. These signals are from today's German weather forecasts. Well, if it's anything like here, it's blowing up a gale. Exactly. So what might it refer to? I guess H can't stand for H, or it wouldn't be much of a code. Perhaps it stands for W, as in Wind, or Auf Deutsch, der Wind. Good. Any other thoughts? Well... German word order's different. The verb's usually at the end of the sentence. Jolly good. You're looking for patterns. Spend a bit of time and see where you get. Mr Knox is terribly intimidating. The girls in admin talk about him as if he's some sort of god. <laughs> I don't know about that, but he's very clever. He's a Greek scholar, so hence the laugh. And call him Dilly, like the rest of us. Oh, I couldn't, no. Mr Knox. What's it like, working for someone, well, someone so brilliant? He lives in an Alice in Wonderland sort of world. That's a bit of a penchant for giving things odd names. And he talks to Squawk. Well, to be fair, we all talk to Squawk. <laughs> he must have thought I was a real dolt. No, not at all. That clock question trips up a number of people. Oh, it was too obvious a question. It had to be something else. It's a good start. Look at these and come back to me if you've got any questions. Are you all right? They'll find out I don't know anything. Mr Dennison tried to send me home. What did he say? He said I needed more time. My father died last year. And now my brother, just three weeks ago. I'm so sorry. That must be incredibly difficult for you. My mum thinks I should be at home. And my Aunt Dorothy... She calls me a fraud. Fraud? When I got the job offer, the biggest day of my life, she says, So the Foreign Office is now recruiting teenage girls? Things have come to that, have they? And your mother? What does she think? It's hard for her to stand up against the steady drip, drip, drip of poison in her ear. Has it always been like this? Oh, usually it's, Mavis is such a dreamer. Romantic poetry. I'm the first to go to university, you see, and, well... She says girls who want jobs, or husbands, don't study poetry. Dilly studied classics. Oh, he's posh. Only someone posh thinks studying Greek classics is the path to a viable career. My mum's a seamstress. Dad worked for the post office. It makes a difference, of course it does. Things are changing. Maybe for people like you, a good career. Me, 
Not so much. Think of all the experience you're gaining. Think of the shame when I'm found out. You're clever. You'll get on just fine. Thank you for being so encouraging. All of us are anxious starting out. How are you getting on? What's your housing like? I'm at a farmhouse with the family. Evenings will be deadly dull. Are there things to do at night? You know, a bit of fun. It's quite a bit of entertainment. Music, dances, even theatre. Oh, goodness, dances. What fun. The Wren's dances are the best. There's one in a couple of weeks. Oh, why don't we go together? To a dance. <laughs> I'm a bit awkward. Maybe some of the other girls might be interested. Margaret, HMS Glorious and her destroyers must be warned immediately. Two German battleships are tracking them in the Baltic. I see. Who are you working with on the analysis? Uh, Hinsley. He's confident? Absolutely. So why isn't this going directly from naval intelligence? Hinsley says their analysts disagree with us. Because? Uh, they only use intercept logs. Our analytics are more advanced. You're sure? Absolutely sure? Of course I'm not. I'm a trainee. But Hinsley's the best, and the girls at Winchester and Scarborough both confirm it. Oh, it would be the one afternoon Dilly's out. Where is he? Some urgent appointment in London. I don't think we can wait. We need to contact the duty officer. This is Margaret Rock, Bletchley Park. You need to contact HMS Glorious immediately. I have urgent intelligence that she's under immediate threat. There are two German destroyers tracking her. Glorious and her destroyers have at least 1,200 men on them. You must take action now. There's no time to go through normal channels. Of course I'm sure. At least tell the ships, be aware, or it may be the case. Dilly knocks, but he's not here. I am a senior analyst. We're trying to find Denison now. May I speak to your manager, please? Tell me your name. Duty Officer Nelson Calloway. I will say your name every day until I die. This is on your head. Twelve hundred men. <sighs> he hears a woman giving top secret intelligence information. Well, you can guess what he thinks. Unbelievable. I'm going to try and track down Dilly. Find Deniston. We're running out of time. Fifteen hundred men dead. A ship and two destroyers sunk. What the blazes was the Navy thinking? Not to even warn the captain. The grossest dereliction of duty possible. Why is it we can't provide a coordinated response? A shameful day. It won't be forgotten. These teams should be working together. It's ridiculous not to be believed. Well, to that point, I want you to start work on the Abwehr code. But you took Hut 6 away from me. That doesn't change. Welshman and his team can't see any way to break Abwehr. I'd like your team to have a try. If I can savour this moment for just a no second... No time for that, old chap. Operation Doublecross. Finally. German spies were picked up on the East Coast. Command hopes to turn them and feed false information to the Germans. Double agents, double cross. It's critical to know if the Germans believe it. Code will be transmitted to Berlin on the Abwehr Enigma. I'm always rather dubious about our ability to monitor double agents. How do we know it's not a double double cross? Lies and spies. 
Precisely. It's essential we know if the Germans believe the messages coming through. What do we know about Operation Sea Lion? When? Where? It could be imminent. We just don't know. None of the intercepts mentions timing. It's quite a broad front. Ramsgate to Isle of Wight. It's very ambitious. They're using Belgium to practice for an invasion. A large number of planes have been sighted landing and taking off. It's hard to envisage German tanks rolling through Kent. Has Hut 4 had any luck? Intercepts show the Luftwaffe is confident they can pummel London into submission. And they're close to achieving that already. The nightly bombs. People can't sleep. They're beyond caring. Some don't even go to the shelters. To take on Adva, yet another number one priority. I must have more staff. All in due course. But what if the Germans invade and we're not ready? Then what? A Turing was just here as well. Are the two of you coordinating your attacks? You're of the old school, Denison. And you kept this unit going after the Great War. Everyone else wanted to close it. Now I admire you for that. Praise indeed coming from you, Dilly. But you think a few hundred people are sufficient. Turing's machines changed everything. I appreciate that. Tell me, how many people do you think we need? Fifteen hundred or so. Multiply that by three or four. We need people round the clock, making educated guesses, testing codes, and doing that hundreds of thousands of times. You need to be realistic. It's a bloody war, and we're losing. We're not talking about what's realistic. heard the numbers? They're saying 1,500 dead. Do you think, I mean, if a man called them, might they have listened? Hard to know. People believe their own information, even when it's not as good as ours. Sorry if I'm a bit distracted tonight. My only cousin, John, he's a surgeon. He's been in Norway. And he was on HMS Glorious. We knew he was moving to a new ship, but hadn't heard which one. Is there anyone you can call? It'll be days before we know something. It's good of you to come out. I thought you didn't attend. I needed the distraction. Anyway, I, I'm not going to stay. I just wanted to introduce you to a few of the other girls. More Wren's arrived tonight. Some are going to be billeted with me. You may be working with them. Dilly tells me some will be bomb operators. Odd, isn't it? Calling those giant clattering machines bombs. <sighs> Welchman calls the new machine Anya's Day. It's about as far from the Lamb of Gore as he can get. <laughs> <laughs> they started one girl already, amongst all the men. You have to fancy her chances, don't you? If you're looking for a husband. Don't you want to marry? I love my work. It's the fun of breaking a cipher. But you can work if you're married. You're new to this. Once you're pregnant... Oh, I see. Out on your ear. And it's not just that. I like my life. I've been to France, Italy, Salon. Salon? Gosh! What was that like? Tropical. Marvellous ruins. Little 
little touch of paradise. You paint such an enticing scene. Isn't it, well, a bit scary? A bit. I like the adventure of it. Who do you travel with? My brother's a keen traveller, so that helps. Or with girlfriends. So, how are the nerves? Any better? I keep thinking I'm going to be found out. I dream of Aunt Dorothy telling me, get home where you belong. You're going to be good at this, I can tell. That's kind of you. It's fun, being paid to solve puzzles. That's the spirit. When I break a line of code and one thing leads to another, there's nothing quite like it. I know. Sometimes I feel I can literally leap in the air. It's worth the days of drudgery. I say, who's that dishy man over there talking to Dilly? Ah, Keith Beatty. Uh, perhaps you could introduce me. Can you tell me anything about him? Mathematician, heart six. Come on. Dilly, I didn't expect to see you here. I just wanted to look in. Hello, Keith. Hello. May I introduce you to Mavis Lever? Oh, hello, Keith. Pleased to meet you. Good to meet you. So, how are you getting on, Mavis? Margaret tells me you've made a promising start. Oh, thank you, sir. All a bit nerve-wracking. It'll come. Keith's new as well. Works for Welshman in Hut 6. It's mainly mathematicians over there. Oh, I see. Is there a bit of rivalry here? Mathematicians versus classic scholars? <laughs> a quick to catch on. <laughs> what do you think, Dilly? Is there any rivalry? Well, of a friendly nature, nothing more. Ah, the music is starting again. Ah, right. Well, I I'm going to push on. Yes, me too. Good to meet you, Mavis. And you. All right, Margaret. Let's do the hop. Oh, I don't know. I'm not much of a dancer. Here, I'll show you. Just follow me. I'm just not very... <sighs> oh, don't think about it. Just listen to the music. No. No, really, I... I want to catch the 9.30 bus. There may be news. What were you thinking, girl? I... Transposing numbers. You're not a trainee anymore. You need to check and to recheck. I'm so sorry. Sorry doesn't cut it. I know, I know. You appreciate this could have sent one of our ships directly into the path of a German U-boat. Yes. What the devil are you doing? I'm packing up my things. Bletchley Girls was written by Lou Beckett, produced by Jenny Wren Productions and directed by Jenny Winks. Mavis Lever was played by Moya Matthews, Dilly Knox by John Martin Stevens, Alistair Denniston by Philip Douch, Margaret Rock by Rosie Mason and Keith Beatty by Kieran Capaldi. Sound by Paul Hamblin and Saoirse Christofferson, with thanks to Boom Sound Studios. Music composed by Jim Barn. Technical support by Kieran Capaldi. Production support by Helen Jeffrey. With thanks to 30 Percy and the Gloucestershire Funders' COVID-19 response, Tony Comer and GCHQ, Bletchley Park, Rob Wicks, Aidan Mosby, Jane Douch and Kieran Mortell. <laughs>